y'all. It's your girl, Samanji, and welcome to the Avocado and Honey podcast, where we are becoming the best version of ourselves through self-accountability and vulnerability. Go ahead and drink your water. Now let's grow together. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out the previous podcast episode. I went ahead and told you guys about the changes that are coming to the podcast and why you will be getting an episode like sporadically. Uh, Today, I want to share with y'all my experience with traveling to Mexico City. I did a solo trip and I finally used my passport. So, you know, I was excited. And yeah, I just want to share with y'all my experience and I guess some things that I learned and whatnot. So um, let's go ahead and get into it. So like I said in a previous podcast, I initially was supposed to go to Mexico City back in February for my birthday, but then your girl ended up catching like the flu or something, and I was out for a week, and then fast forward to May is when I ended up going, and I chose Mexico City honestly just because like I just felt like that should be my first experience uh, with using my passport. Uh, TikTok definitely influenced me a lot as well. Um, I see a lot of black people, especially black women, um, moving actually to Mexico City. Um, So and then a lot of people posting content about like how it's safe and la 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 la. So I was just like, let me let me go to Mexico City. Like, you know, I was like, I've I've been to an island like Hawaii. I know that's still in the United States, but I've been to an island. So I was like, let me try somewhere else. And, you know, I know un poquito espanol. (laughs) I wish I did practice more Spanish. I wish I did put more effort into learning Spanish before going. um, Because, yeah, like I, yeah, no hablé. Lo siento, lo siento. I was saying that a lot, which means I'm sorry. No hablé shit. But um, I did, you know, I, I made it through. I made it through. If we greeting or talking about food, then we, you know, we can talk. But if we if you talk about anything else, then you lost me. So um, that's one regret, though. I really did wish I prepared a little bit more uh, for Spanish just because y'all know I like to talk like and being in a city where I don't know, don't know the language was a bit tough for me. <laughs> Shout out to all the immigrants, though, because that that's tough. Like and they be coming out here and creating a whole new life like. Shout out. So I did do some research before going to Mexico City. I did a ton of research on like whether it was safe or not and just like ways to to stay safe and like what we should wear, like what the weather's like, uh, safe places to live. And via my research, it did say like the locations like um, La Condesa and Roma Norte. Those neighborhoods, they said, were the safest. Um, And I definitely explored those neighborhoods while while I was there. And it's definitely like, you know, the touristy spots. Um, There's tons of like restaurants and bars in those locations. So and if you go there, you'll most likely meet a whole bunch of tourists. So you'll meet a lot of people who probably uh, speak English. And um, those neighborhoods were really cool. Like they were beautiful. I I loved walking through those neighborhoods. But I ended up staying a little bit north. And it was probably about like. 20 minutes, 20 minute drive, 20 minute bus ride to like the Roma Norte area. Well, actually, that's a lie. I think it was about like a 10 minute, like 10, 20 minute drive. But it was like a 30 minute bus ride because I did take the bus. And I did like the buses out there, y'all. Like if you've like been to New York or like these popular cities and you know how people pay to get like on this bus to tour the city, like their regular public like metro buses look like that. So I got on the bus um, and then I went upstairs and sat upstairs and then I felt like I got like a, a free tour of the city. Well, you know, close to free because it was super cheap. Or like if you wrote those buses like from 
um, NYC to like Philly, like the mega buses and stuff, how they have like the upstairs, downstairs, like that's how their regular metro buses were. So I thought that was dope. Like I was trying to get a seat in the front so I could get a full view of the city, but I wasn't able to because those seats are popular. But anyway, I ended up staying north of those areas. And the reason why is because of the Airbnb that I found. Like it was super affordable. And the fact that the woman, she had like a garden on top of her, the roof. And she made breakfast every every morning. Like I was sold on that. Like I don't have to worry about breakfast like while I'm there. And I'll get like a home cooked meal from, you know, a Mexican woman. And she's like a mother and stuff. So I knew she was going to throw down because moms be throwing down. So I was just like you know, let me, let me stay here. And I know it's going to be fresh produce. Like, and I get to see the garden because I know I'm trying to, you know, get my green thumb together. So that definitely enticed me. And I did have a wonderful experience. Like the thing that I thought was interesting, like, I don't know if like every, you know, every home in Mexico city or Mexico is like this, but it definitely was like this in my Airbnb, but they don't like, they didn't have like tubs. (laughs) So like in because she had two bathrooms that were available and in both bathrooms, you know, you have the toilet, the sink, and then you'll just have like the shower head coming out of the wall and then you have a drain. And then she had like, you know, a random curtain that you could use. But like it was just like you just turn on the shower in the middle of the bathroom and just take a shower. Like, you know, I thought that was really interesting. So with the Airbnb, it was really nice. The food was delicious every morning. The garden was nice. And I really like the neighborhood. I feel like. I want to, I'm going to butcher the neighborhood's name, <laughs> but it's like Ex Hippador de Paraville. That's the name of the neighborhood that I was in. And as soon as I got there, I caught an Uber from the airport to my Airbnb. And as I was going there, like I felt comfortable in Mexico City already. And I feel like that's because it reminded me of so much of L.A. Like I remember when I was visiting back, um, I went back to L.A. in 2018 with the friend. And she was saying how L.A. reminded her of Mexico. And now I understand why. But it all makes sense because, you know, L.A. or California used to be a part of Mexico. So it makes sense. Like the architecture and stuff is very similar, the vibrant colors. And so once I got to the neighborhood, it literally felt like I was in a neighborhood in L.A. Um, So it was really cool. Like I enjoyed my neighborhood a lot. Like the people there were very welcoming and friendly. I did have one little, you know, racist experience that was in the neighborhood. Um, But I had to like walk. I walked like 10 minutes to the store. Um, I think it was like OXXO. It's like a a chain store is out there. So you go see them around uh, Mexico City. But there is one not too far from where my Airbnb was. And it was small as shit. Like it was like a little box. Like it was not big at all. So I was like, let me get some water because I was reading that you shouldn't drink uh, the water from like the faucet and stuff. Like you shouldn't drink the water in Mexico. So I was just like, you know, just to be safe, I'm gonna just, you know, stick to bottled waters for, or bottled water for drinking. So um, I went there to get some water and I know I have to try the hot Cheetos cause I was like, how does this, these Cheetos differ from the American ones? And the Mexican hot Cheetos are definitely way better. Like they seem a lot lighter. The portions are different as well. Like it's less portions, but like the bag, it's shaped different as well. Like the bag is smaller. So the, and there's less portions. The chips were a lot lighter. Like they didn't seem as thick as the ones we have here in the U.S. And they were very flavorful. Like I tasted some jalapeno up in there. Like they need to put some seasoning on our hot Cheetos. Like, but I, I did fuck with the hot Cheetos. Just so I know. So I'm getting, I'm in the store and I'm getting water and I spotted the hot Cheetos and I was like, you know, let me go ahead and try it. But like, while I'm like looking at the water, trying to figure everything out, 
um, one of the workers, it was only like two workers. It was so the guy he came and he wasn't trying to hide it at all. He was literally just like watching me like a fucking hawk. And I was just like, hola. Like, you know, I'm not trying to wall out or nothing. We are in different country, but I'm just like, you know, hola. <laughs> hola. And then he's just looking. So then I go around, like, because it's like one little, it's like two aisles. So it's like one little island of like snacks and stuff. So I go around to get the chips and he literally like follows me and he just stands there and watch me. Mind you, it's not big. And I'm like the only person in here. So it's just like, what? So then I just go up and pay. So then, um, yeah, so that was like the only like I guess racism I would have I would say because it was definitely racism because I'm pretty sure any other person who walked in there they wouldn't do that too. So that was like the only like negative thing that experienced in the neighborhood. But aside from that, it was super welcoming. Um, yeah, like one time uh, my first time trying to get on the bus, um, I was told that it was six pesos, so I had my little six pesos ready. But then the bus came and then I realized everybody had these cards. So, you know, like most main like big cities, especially here in America, you have to have like a metro card. So then I was just like, fuck. So now I'm trying to, you know, communicate with the other people there trying to figure out how the fuck I get um, one of those cards. And then I learned that you have to go to a subway station because they actually have subways um, there in Mexico City as well. So then I was just like, fuck. So then I was trying to figure it out and I kind of was just standing there. I was about to call an Uber, honestly. I was like, I'll try the bus another day. But then this older man came up to me and was like, you know, he was talking in Spanish, but you know, I'm using context clues and body language. I knew who he was talking about. And he was basically saying like, do you need a car? And I was like, yeah. And he was just like, oh, I'll pay for you to get on the bus. So he was going to like tap his card for me. And I was just like, oh, muchas gracias. And then another guy came up. And he was like, oh, do you need a car? And I was like, yeah. And I guess he had an extra one. So he just gave me an extra one, which I already had like five pesos on it. So I was just like, oh, my God. Like I was on the verge of tears because, you know, I'm an emotional motherfucker. And I was just super grateful because I was just like, oh, my goodness. Thank you all so much. Like y'all just saved me a lot. Like so then they gave me the card and I put my own up some more money on it. And then, so now I got a Metro card. So I guess that's like a little souvenir. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that that is an example of just how like friendly and stuff they were. Probably helped because I was cute and shit too, but they were still super friendly. So the Airbnb host was definitely giving me the, giving me the scoop because, I mean, it was definitely like easy to Airbnb, or not Airbnb, but to Uber. And they also used uh, DD out there, D-I-D-I. Um, it was very easy to use like a car service because everything is so fucking affordable. Like I think my um, my Uber from the house or from the airport to the Airbnb was only about like $5 American money. That's only because it was like rush hour. So it took way long. It took like double the time it was supposed to because normally it's supposed to be like a 15, 20 minute ride, but it was about 30 minutes. So I paid a bit more. So um, if it wasn't rush hour, then it probably would only been like $2. So to Uber and stuff is usually about 2 to $5. But y'all know me, I'm with the people. So I was trying to like be with the people, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans. So I was just trying to see like, like see what life would be like, you know, for a Mexican in that area. So I was, you know, asking about the public transportation. They had like three different types of buses, which is I only experienced the Metro bus. They had another bus that was like a trolley type bus. And then they had another one, which is kind of like, you know, if you're from New York and stuff like a dollar van, like it's like a little bigger than the dollar van. But it was like that in a sense where like there were kind of no rules. A lot of people warned me about those. They was like, don't get on those buses because they will randomly stop it. Like, you know, people will get on and like rob the, the bus. So I was just like, noted, I'm gonna stick with Metro. 
And one thing I did notice with Metro is that each station, there was definitely um, a police officer. So I was just like, okay, these ain't the buses they talking about because there's literally a police at every station. So they were talking about like the smaller buses, which you'll probably um, pay with coins, like, you know, use pesos to get on and stuff. So there was that. And then I finally got on the subway on my last day there because I was trying to figure it out. But then I was a little bit nervous. A couple people told me too that they have like women only carts on the subway. So like during rush, rush hour, um, a cart will be pink, which means only women could be on there, which is dope. Like, you know that's dope that they have a car only for women but then it was also a little bit alarming like damn what the fuck goes on down here that we have to separate separate women um and put them in the car like it's dope for us to have our own space but that means also that a lot of shit must have went down in order for that to happen and then I got on the the bus or the train subway I used my little metro cart that homie gave me and then I got on and it was a cool little experience, but I definitely don't think that I would have taken the subway again after that. Like, I could see how a lot of shit could go down. Like, you know, kind of like in New York, like you're on a, the train and then you're going to the next stop. And during between stops, like you can't get off. You can't really do much. You can't really get away from something if, you know, something is going down on a train. So um, and it definitely. Yeah, it just gave me the vibe that like, you know, the subway ain't for me. But I got that experience and, you know, checked it off the list. I, ch I stuck with the Metro bus and Uber uh, for my time in uh, Mexico City. But I'm really grateful and proud of myself for experiencing all the different types of transportation. So while I was there, I did a whole bunch of touristy shit, um, but I walked around a lot. <laughs> I walked a lot. Like my, I'm actually grateful that I did walk a lot because like I was eating a lot. So it kind of like, you know, canceled itself out low key. But like my first day there, I kind of just toured the neighborhood because I was exhausted. Like the flight was not long at all. It was only like two hours and some change. But for some reason, I was just like muy cansada. Like I was fucking tired as fuck. So I got to the Airbnb. And I was just like, I literally dressed to just go out and explore for day one. Like I went to the airport dressed and ready so I could just get off the flight and go. But I was just like, I'm going to have to take this L. But I was just like, you know, you need to get out and do something. So I went up and explored my Airbnb host garden. And then that's when I explored the neighborhood. And then I went to that store, experienced that. And then I found an ATM because I also learned that in terms of getting um, money while in Mexico City that it was best to just go to an ATM like at a bank or something because you'll get um, the best rate so I ended up going to a department store out there who had an ATM and I got like I think like 400 pesos um, from the machine which is only like $15 and um, I got that so I could have some money. But the only reason why I got such a small amount is because a lot of places actually take your debit card so you can use your regular debit card as if you're here in America and you can just use it and don't have to worry about having all this cash on you the reason why I got um the cash was because like to go into museums and stuff you'll have to pay and you know in cash or like if you want to get some food on the street which I did majority of the time you have to pay in cash um but most places like restaurants and other stores like the OXXO store that I went to I could have used my debit card if I wanted to but I you know wanted to use, take the opportunity to use my cash so there's a you know a fact for you there um but that made it super super convenient for me so I was really grateful for that as well because I was just like you know, it's my first time traveling overseas and I'm by myself. So that was the first thing that I thought like, okay, how do I get money? 
um, what do I do here? And then all everything that I read was like, do not get money from the airport because their exchange rates is crazy and you're going to get finessed. So I was just like, note it, note it. But then like, yeah, I, I probably, I, I feel like I should have gotten something from the airport because like it took me a minute like to figure out where to get money and I was hungry. I ended up doing Uber Eats actually, which again was hella cheap. Like I got a full fucking meal for like, six dollars like I was just like this is lit so while I was out exploring I thought it was um funny how like you know everyone was asking me where I was from where I was from because like you know I feel like it was obvious that I wasn't from there um and then people was also looking at me interestingly like especially when I was walking because I walked from my neighborhood to Centro Centro (laughs) and that's like where a lot of museums are a lot of just like attractions as well so and but it was like a 35 minute walk and I was just like let's do it like you know let's do it like it'll give me an opportunity to explore like I'll be really extra (laughs) and so I walked that um so I'm walking through all these like neighborhoods and stuff and everybody was just looking at me like the fuck are you doing out here like, you know, because I guess tourists don't be in those areas walking around. And like, you know, and I feel like if I wasn't from where I was from, um, I, I would probably be a little like scared or alarmed. But like everybody was just minding their business. Everybody was like selling stuff on the street. Like I wish I would have went back to like the neighborhoods that I walked through to get like produce and just get other necessities and shit like, you know, water and stuff instead of going to the big stores. Because I ended up going to like a Walmart out there because I was just like, let me see what the Walmart look like out here. And they had all these exotic fruits and shit. Like I got some soursop. And, like, I got soursop for, like, I think it was, like, 19 pesos. Yeah, I think it was, like, 19 pesos, so it was, like, 60 cents, um, you know, US, USD. But the only reason why it was so cheap, one, is because they put the wrong price. Like, I went to self-checkout, and I was at self-checkout Googling what soursop in Spanish, figured out the names, like, Guanabana. And then I looked it up, and they had a whole different price. And I was like, you know, excuse me, my limited English, but, like, this ain't the price. You know, we're we, we, we figuring out how to understand each other. And then we go over. He see that, you know, the price that was there. And then so he put the price that was advertised for me, and it was so cheap. And I was just like, fuck, like, I should have got a whole bunch more. But I went back, and I finessed Walmart because it's fucking Walmart. If it was, like, a small, you know, mom-and-pop shop, I wouldn't. But it was Walmart, so I went to a different Walmart. And I got some and I went to self-checkout and then I put like a different produce. So I got it for hella cheap as well. So shout out to Walmart for the uh, soursop. <laughs> and I went to like a park and ate it. And then I also like walked through, I think I was walking through a uh, Condesa and then I was just eating it and stuff. So I was like, you know, checking it out, checking the scenery. I loved all the doors out there. Um, but like everywhere you go, people are selling things, but there were some times where I did feel like my safety was just like, what's going on? What's going on? Like I have to call people like, you know, acting like I'm meeting my amiga or something because like I felt unsafe a little bit. And that only happened in touristy areas. I thought that was really interesting. So the first time I was at a park, I can't think of the name, but it was like the big park that's closest to Centro. So after like going and exploring I walked there and then I was at museums all day so like now my feet's hurting so I was just like I'm about to go to a park and buy some mangoes because I know they sell a mango somewhere around that park with some like chamoy and shit some tahini 
And then I'm just going to, you know, sit in the park for a little bit and people watch. And so I did. I went to the park. So I'm walking around the park trying to find somebody selling mangoes. But like while I'm walking, I see a homeless person walking behind me. And I know they're homeless because it's obvious. And it was really interesting that there were a lot of homeless people in Mexico City. I thought that was very, very interesting. So um, this person's walking behind me. But in my mind, I'm like, you know. They could just be walking, like, you know, walking the same way as you, like kind of giving it the benefit of the doubt, not trying to just like, you know, accuse people of anything. So I was just like, hmm. But my spider sense, my spider senses were definitely tingling. And I was just like, I kept seeing them behind me. So then I'm trying to walk a little bit faster. And then um, once I turn around to see if he's still behind me, he kind of moved to the side, like directly behind me. So I guess I couldn't see him in my peripheral, but I definitely did see him. So then I was just like, now I'm getting a little nervous. But the, the park is busy, busy as well, too. Like, mind you, there's a lot of people in the park. So, like, I'm I'm walking, and then it was, like, a cut. So then I kind of walk up, in which he's, like, kind of, like, beside me at this point. And then I act like I was, like, looking at my phone and made it seem like I was going the wrong way. And I was like, oh. And then I, you know, turned around, and then I made, like, a left, and then made a right. And then I was looking at him, and he looking at me. So I'm like, yeah, he was following me. So then... We still kind of going in the same direction, but like in different areas of the park. And then we end up meeting in like a, like a opening of the park. So we ended up in the same spot again in which I kind of just sat down because my feet were fucking throbbing. And I was just like, hopefully, like he'll just like keep walking. No, this man came and sat next to me. And then he asked me what time it was in Spanish. So I told him I responded as best I could in Spanish, like, <laughs> dos veinte dos, and, um, and then I called, I called up someone, and then, like, I was talking to them, and explaining, like, yo, this person following me, and so they stayed on the phone with me, shout out to them, and, um, and then after that, the dude kind of just, like, stayed at the bench, probably because I was on the phone and stuff, um, so that's why I did it, and then I finally found some mangoes, and then I sat down, but I was on the phone, and just kind of just, like, people watching like you know I enjoyed the mangoes as well they were bomb they were only like 30 pesos and yeah so that was that and then the second time so the second time was interesting so this was my first time actually getting on the bus and so you know I'm riding a bus just happy to be there and then um I had someone else sit next to me but then he got off and then once he got off this older man got on and sat next to me so we once the bus got to a stop like the police got on and told us all to get off so I'm assuming like maybe like the um the bus was like out of commission or it's break time or something that that was the bus last stop because that happens all the time out here like you know sometimes the bus will stop and then everyone have to get off the police don't necessarily get on and tell people to get off but you know everybody will have to get off so we got off the bus and then I kind of started following people assuming I think I was going to the the, the large park it was like Chep. I'm not even going to butcher the name, but it's like one of the largest parks in Mexico City. It's like twice the size as a central park in New York. So it's like the biggest park. They have a forest, a palace. They have a fucking museum there. Like it, it got a lot going on. Like I, I explored that entire park too. But anyways, it was, I was trying to go there on the bus. It was only supposed to be like a fucking 18 minute bus ride. So I was just like, let's do it. So then the bus stop, we all get off. So I'm kind of just like following the crowd, just assuming that we are going to the next bus stop to get on the next bus. I'm like, damn, this fucked up. We got to pay another another fare to get back on the bus, like no transfers. But um, we walk it, and then this old man, and he was super friendly at first. Like, you know, so I was entertaining it. Like, you know, I'm on vacation. I'm hella friendly. Like, I'm in friendly mode. Like, hola, como estas? Like, so 
um, we walk in and we're, you know, there's definitely a language barrier because he don't know English and my limited as fucking Spanish. Like he don't know English at all, but I know un poquito. So we was trying to make it work. And he just like, you know, just kept following me and stuff. And he was like older and he made it appear that like he needed like kind of assistance walking or whatever. So then like, I guess he was asking me where I was going. I was kind of just responding what I think he was asking me. <laughs> like, and then he was talking about like music and stuff. And then he brought up like passport at one point. So that's when like, you know, my spider senses started tinkling again. Cause like, why are we talking about passports? And like a part of me wish like, again, like I knew better Spanish cause I really want to know what the fuck he was talking about. So um, we ended up seeing like the, it was like a freedom type tower, like a revolution tower. I can't think of the, the proper name for it, but it's like this big old tower built for like the revolution. So I was like, oh, I remember seeing this on things to visit. So I was like, I can go ahead and knock this out real quick. So I went over there. They had like, it was gated off. So I guess it was closed or whatever, but I was able to get some pictures and stuff out front. Since he was there, I'm like, take a flick. <laughs> and then I found, seen like this big old thing that said Mexico, you know, for photo ops. I'm like, here, take a photo, por favor take a flick like since you with me take a flick so then I was just like you know I was thirsty so I was like yo yo necesito agua <laughs> oh man me and my Spanish but I was like you know yo necesito agua so we went to 7-Eleven he was asking me like you don't want no agua frescas and I was just like no yo necesito agua like I just want some water so I was just like I'm about to go get some water so then we go then he paid for my water so I was just like hmm like thank you but like you know, hope this ain't no IOU type shit. So then, like, we sitting down. And then, like, he's just, like, with me now. So I'm trying to ask him, like, where were you going? Like, because you were on the bus. I was on the bus. We weren't together. You were going somewhere. But now, all of a sudden, you with me and, like, doing all these things with me. So he was just kept saying something at, like, passport at, like, 6 o'clock. So I'm assuming, like, he's trying to stick around until 6 and then we go somewhere. But I was just, like, I don't trust this. So then we finally make it to the park. He's still with me by my side. Oh, and another thing that happened that I thought was funny, but it was just also like my spider senses was when we're at like the Revolution uh, Tower, like some other dude came up and he was asking to take a photo. So I thought he wanted me to take a photo of him. So I was just like, yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah. But he was like, no, like he wanted old boy that was on the bus with me that was following me. He was like, can you? take a photo of us like he want to take a photo with me and he want homie to take it and homie like Loki went off on him and was like get the fuck out of here As, you know this is what I'm assuming because his face was just like mm, no and then so the dude was just like all right so he kind of backed away and I was just like lo siento like sorry <laughs> so that was just like okay maybe he think I'm his little girlfriend right now so now we make it to the park and we at the park and at this point, like, I'm kind of getting irritated because I was just like, why is this man following me? Like, and everybody looking at us crazy. I've seen a group of, like, other black women. And I'm so excited. And I'm like, you know, we smiling and greeting each other. Not every black person I came across in Mexico City because I came across a, f a few. They were definitely not as friendly as them. Like, I was really grateful for them because they were just, like, you know, super friendly, smiling back. Like, everyone else was, like, avoiding eye contact with me. And I was just like, man, you, know, you wanted them, huh? But... We at the park and they greeting and they kind of looking like, like you good? And I was just like, you know, we cool or whatever. So I'm just like, you know, whatever. So now we at the park and like to get to like, as you enter the park, there's like a whole row of people just selling shit. So now I'm just like, I want some chips. So I, it was like five pesos. Like I got five pesos. Like I got all these pesos coins. Like I wanted some chips. I wanted to spend it and, you know, explore and taste it. So 
I went and got some chicharrones and he started paying for it. So I was just like, yeah, all right. I mean, you can pay for it. But then I'm just like trying to plan my escape at this point. Cause I'm just like, I, I'm ready to, you know, for us to part ways, brother. Like, <laughs> Why are you here? So now I go and I sit by like this lake and kind of just enjoying the water, like, and just enjoying the view, just taking it in. And I think he was trying to get me to go on one of the things, which I probably should have done. That would have been fun. But at this point I was just like, Nah, I could have done it by myself, but I was just like, nah. So I call, call up my homegirl this time, and she was just like, get the fuck away. Like, get get away. <laughs> get away right now. And I'm just like, giggly, giggly, like, oh, he's nice, though, la, la, la. And another thing that made me uncomfortable, though, was, like, he started putting his head on me, and he was just, like, like holding on to me and, like, touching me like I was his girlfriend or something. Not, like, you know, touching inappropriate areas, but, like, still, like, putting his hand on me and, like, holding my hand, like, Mm. like no we're not doing that so then that's why I was just like all right let me plan an escape so my friend's like what you about to do like she <laughs> I love <laughs> shout out to my girl Tony and yo um so now I'm like on the phone and I'm like trying to build up the confidence to leave so then I tell him like you know adios like you know I gotta go bye like and I started walking. So now we just kind of catching up on the phone. And I'm telling her about my experience in Mexico City. And we just talking. And I'm thinking, like, he stayed there sitting. Because, like, once I started walking, he was still just sitting there. And then, so I thought, you know, he understood. And we kind of just parted ways. But then, like, I'm on the phone. We, and I've been on the phone for, like, a good 10 minutes. And we, like, walking. And I'm, like, walking around the park. And then I just, and then she was like, okay, so are you good? And then I just so happened to turn around and I was like, girl, he fucking following me. Cause he was. And I'm just like, when did you start? Like when, like, how are you able to walk so fast now? Cause at first he was acting like, you know, he needed assistance and shit. But now I'm like, how are you keeping up? So he's following me for a good, for a cool while, y'all. He's following me for a while. Like I started cutting through the fucking grass and stuff. My friend found someone who spoke Spanish and they told me how to say, stop following me in Spanish. And but by the time I wasn't trying to speak to him again, like I was not trying to because I, I felt bad too, low key because he was very nice. But then also like boundaries, like leave me alone. Like, I, you know, I don't know you. Um, so, um, yeah, I was like cutting through the grass and shit. And then eventually I, I lost them. And then after that, I kind of just left the park, which kind of just like made me mad because I was like wanting to explore the park so then I had to come back the next day and then I explored the park and stuff in which something else happened too it was really funny if you follow me on Instagram you'll see a photo of me and then like some dude in the back kind of like looking at me crazy and I took a photo because I was just like what the fuck so I came over here and I was sitting watching the ducks and stuff like you know I just wanted to sit by water for a moment and that's what I was doing. I was there for like a good like 30, 40 minutes just sitting there and just like, you know, absorbing, taking um, everything in. And then like this dude comes over and sit by me and he's literally just watching me. Like at first he's kind of look at, looking at me in awe. So I was just like, you know, hola. <laughs> like, you know, speak at least. Shit. But he was just like just looking like, oh, my God. Like he looked at me like I was fucking magical. But when I took the photo, he kind of looked like he wanted to fight in the photo. But yeah so he was just staring at me for so long for a good like 20 minutes so then I was just like you know people ain't gonna believe this so I, was, I said that to you know a couple people like look at this shit so you know I took the photo and then shortly after the photo I left and thankfully he didn't follow me or nothing he 
you know, he was harmless, just, I guess, wanted to enjoy the view. So those are the things that I feel like were a little bit scary. So if you do travel solo, and especially if you're a woman, especially if you're a black woman, because, you know, you, you look beautiful. So, you know, people are going to be interested and intrigued by you. So uh, just be on your P's and Q's. But it was interesting that those things only happened in the touristy areas. Like when I was back in the neighborhoods or when I was walking through neighborhoods, like, you know, people will definitely like speak to me and stuff, but it was never on some like harassment shit. Like, you know, it was just like, hola, mami. Like, you know, not be like, hola, buenas tardes. Like, hey. So, yeah. And it was one point where I did, I was out at night. Like, I was first, I was a little nervous of going outside by myself at nighttime in Mexico City because I'm in a whole different country and just don't know what's going on. But I was, and it wasn't, it was cool. Like, it was cool. So, there's that. I feel like it's safe to say that I'm not fucking vegan anymore, but you know, I'm plant-based. I definitely tore up some fucking tacos out there with meat, um, but they do have a lot of vegan options out there. So if you definitely stick into veganism and you're traveling, um, especially to Mexico City, there are so many options. They even say like some food trucks or food, like, you know, street food, you can also get like vegan food as well. You have to just tell them not to like spray it with pork or something, but there are definitely plenty of uh, vegan options there. Unfortunately, I didn't try any of the vegan restaurants. I had like, you know, some street food, like some tacos and stuff. And then, you know, my Airbnb host hooked me up with some breakfast. And aside from that, I was just eating like fruits, <laughs> like fruits and water. Like, I don't think I ate a whole bunch because like the the meat kind of like, like filled me up for a bit. But I did have the best tacos in my life. Like I, I had one taco. It was like, I think it was like 30 pesos and it was a big taco you know, I was eating with the people like I was at first going to take my food and go eat in the park. But I was just like, let me sit down with everybody else because she had like little chairs outside. So I sat down and then I ate it and I was just like, oh, no, <laughs> give me another one like this shit is bomb. And this was like near the market and stuff. So after I tore that up and then I went and go sat in the park and like cause I, I went and sat in plenty parks because there were so many parks. One and two, like I was on my feet a lot. So I was just like needing those breaks. So and I know I like the park and stuff. So it was really cool. But like another thing that I did read online in terms of like what to wear, like they definitely suggested sticking to closed toe shoes. So I took tennis shoes like I had a pair of sneakers and stuff I did bring sandals for the Airbnb but I understand why because it's it's kind of dusty I wouldn't say it's dirty but it's definitely dusty so if you wear sandals your feet will get dirty very quickly like on one of the days there um I was walking I was checking out this uh library actually um it was on the list of things to do like I was trying to look up like you know not so touristy things to do as well and that's where the this library was on the list and that's because of how it was structured which it was dope to see like just how the fucking library was structured and then they had the library had a whole bunch of secret gardens and shit like it was that the library was a dope experience and it was like low-key like in the hood I guess I don't know if I should call it the hood like but I, I feel like it probably is the hood. <laughs> but um, I thought that was dope for them to have. And it was dope for me to experience. But as soon as I left, like I was walking, I think I was going to Walmart and I was about to go back to Centro, Centro, my bad, because I, I forgot to check out another like palace or something there. Um, and I wanted to check it out. Like you're supposed to go to Sears on the eighth floor and you'll see like a nice overview of this building and you'll see everybody walking. And I wanted to see that. But on my way, like as I was leaving the library, 
like it was like a big ass dust storm that happened. It started raining a little bit and like not too hard, but the dust storm is what really got me. Like I was just like, whoa, like it's like a fucking dust tornado. I'm like, where did all this dust come from? Like I was so dusty after that. <laughs> and I like turned around and I had to like stop like me and a whole bunch of people in the street. like had to turn around and just stop and wait for the dust to pass. And I was just like, you know, I think I'm just gonna go back to Airbnb. Like this is too much. Like the towards the end of my trip, the weather got a little bit unpredictable. And I wasn't trying to be caught up in no dust or rain. So I kind of just like took the L on seeing that. But I, there's a lot of things that I didn't um, get a chance to see. And the main reason why I didn't go is because I was solo. And I read on online that, you know, it's best to go with someone to these places. But if I were to go or when I go back to Mexico City, if I do end up going solo again, then I will find like groups and stuff because you can buy like group tickets like online like with meetup probably and maybe through airbnb where they'll get you like the teotacan pyramids it's one thing that i really wanted to see um but it was like an hour outside of mexico city and i was just like that's different territory like you know so i was just like i don't i didn't feel comfortable doing that by myself so i didn't go to that so next time i do go i'll be more prepared and a lot of people were telling me like you know you can get tickets and go with other people who are here by themselves and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll look into that if I end up going solo again. If not, then, you know, I'm just going to go. Another one was the, I can't pronounce it. It starts with the X, though. But they call it, like, the floating gardens in which, like, you know, you float around on this thing. And they definitely suggest you go uh, with someone. So that's, and it was, it's not, like, too far outside of Mexico City. If it's not, it's probably, like, on the edge. But, um, and then I met with some other people and they were like, yeah, you definitely want to go with someone. So I was just like, all right, well, but then it was like, there are groups like, you know, you can go on. So I was just like, okay, next time I'll be fully prepared for that. So there's that. But overall, I definitely enjoyed my time in Mexico City. It felt good. Like I was so fucking geeked at the airport. You know, they asking questions because, you know, I'm a tourist or whatever. And I was coming from a different country so that, you know, why are you here? How long are you going to be staying? And I'm just like, I just really, this is my first time out of America. <laughs> so geeked. And they was just like, oh, that's cute. Like, but they was cool. Shout out to all the people at the airport. And another thing, though, before I do go, I got a lot of warnings about the police there. And I read a whole bunch of things about the police in Mexico. Like, I guess the police don't get paid much. So they tend to make their money off the civilians, off other Mexicans, and off especially the tourists. They tend to charge tourists the, like double what they would finesse from the, from the natives there. Um, but I didn't experience anything bad. Honestly, like all the police were very friendly. <laughs> like it was funny because like every time I passed the police, like, you know, they was like, buenos tardes. And, you know, I greeted them back. Like, you know, I have no beef with you here. <laughs> but it was interesting because once I made it back, like here or to Houston, and I was at the airport and I'm passing the police and they fucking like just me mugging me. And I was just like, this is a complete different experience, like coming from Mexico to here, like with the police. But um, there is that, though, like there are plenty of people with stories about being finessed with the police. I'm really grateful. And I think that's another reason why I was like super like friendly too. like, you know, like <laughs> don't try to like, you know, make an example out of me like, hola, buenos tardes. Like I was greeting everyone as I walked. And it was another thing that was funny was like, you know, people were trying to guess where I was from. And um, I would say L.A. or American. Um, I got, you know, two people was like, oh, you from Africa? And I was just like, yeah, see, <laughs> see. Because um, one time I did have one like my African print pants, my infamous orange ones, my favorite pants ever. 
And I was just like, yeah, like, you know, I'm not, yeah, I don't feel like, you know, doing that. But like I, a couple people, like the dude that was on the bus, he asked me if I was a Dominican and then I got Cuban as well because, you know, they tend to be a lot darker because they Afro. And then he was also saying Afro, like Mexicana and stuff like that. But yeah, it, overall, it was a really, really great experience. I wish I had a couple more days there to do a little bit more stuff. Food's amazing, like 10 out of 10. And there's so many ways to get around the city. So in terms of transportation, 10 out of 10. And if you don't even want to do like how I did on the public trans, like Uber is so fucking affordable there. And there are so many people moving there, though. So I'm wondering if that's going to change. Like I did see a TikTok about how black people can gentrify as well. And I was just like, oh shit. And she brought up Mexico City because again, there are so many black people moving to Mexico City. And that's because it's so affordable, especially if you work from home, like you can make money at home and then your dollar goes a lot further because everything else is, everything is so affordable in the city, including rent. Like sis, I think like my Airbnb was like $20. It was like $20 a night. And I was just like, a book and it was nice like there was a full-size room nice view like again there's two bathrooms there was a garden but just looking at her whole entire like compound like she had a couple floors and stuff and then she had three rooms that she rented out so I met other people that were visiting and stuff I met a dude from Korea who's like fluent in Spanish too I'm like you better go ahead but like, you know, so I met other people there, but she only had three rooms and I'm assuming each room costs about the same. So that's about $60 a night. And they were, she was booked up like the whole time I was there. Like I seen a couple people come, I was there for five days. So I seen, you know, one of the rooms switch with different people and stuff. The dude from Korea was there for a minute, like the whole time I was there though. But you know, I'm like, trying to calculate because I feel like this is like her like you know main source of income I'm assuming of course and I'm assuming it's paying all her bills so I'm just like how much is this like you get this whole compound like she got the bottom floor with I'm assuming like they that's where they slept and then you have the second floor which we were on and then you have like the roof as well so it's just like how much is this? Like, you know, so I say all that to say it was super affordable, but I wonder if things are going to change because so many Americans and people probably from other parts of the world are moving to Mexico City since so many people are boasting about it. I wonder if it's going to be like how it is here, like when people move, like, you know, usually white people move to like the hood and then they raise rent and, you know, everything just costs a lot more because there's a Starbucks and Whole Foods now. I do wonder if that's going to be the same for Mexico City, but only time will tell with that. I definitely do recommend uh, visiting Mexico City, whether, whether you're going to go by yourself or with someone. It was a really great experience. A couple facts like Mexico City has the, is the second city with the most museums, um, second to London. So there are so many museums. That's how I was like, my feet was hurting. Like I was trying to hit most of the museums. There are so many museums. And you even see black people in the museums, like in like the ancient art and stuff. They always, you know, have it titled like Negro, Negro or Negro or Negra, Negro or Negra. Um, but, you know, you look at the picture and, you know, they referring to the black person. But it was interesting seeing that even in, you know, the histo historic art and stuff in Mexico, you see black people. So I thought that was dope to see. Um, also, 
Uh, Mexico City is actually known for their food. So if you're a foodie, um, you should definitely hit Mexico City there. Again, there are tons and tons of restaurants, especially in like La Condesa and Roma Norte. But other neighborhoods also have, you know, restaurants as well. Um, and then also like the street food, though, like people, someone was like, I was surprised you didn't get sick here because, you know, people are known to get sick once they go to Mexico City. And a lot of people say it's because of the water and sometimes the street food. I didn't get sick at all. But the lab, my last day there, like on my way to the airport, um, you know, I got the breakfast in the morning and then I didn't have any more water. So and I was thirsty as shit. And I was just like, you know, like I need some water to go get water. <laughs> like I'm thirsty. It's hot. I'm thirsty. So I had some tea and then I like filled the tea back up with some like some water from like the tea kettle. But it wasn't hot. But I thought like, you know, using the tea bag and stuff like it'll kind of cancel it out. But after I drank it. I was cool for the moment, but then, like, once I got to the airport, I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> ooh, like, I was just like, I hope I do not get sick up here at this airport, like, they don't think I got COVID and locked me up, like, I don't want no problems here, and also, if you do, if you are traveling internationally, one thing that I learned was that if you're coming back to America, you're going to have to take a COVID test, so be prepared be prepared for that. Like I brought a COVID test, but you have to like actually go and get tested inside of a lab or something. Um, they have some where you can do cyber, where you have someone um, like a doctor online and they, you know, guides you through it and they watch you do it. So then they can print out after they see your results and stuff. I forgot the official term for it, but you know, there are some people that accept that depending on the airline. I um, flew Aero Mexico. So they was like, you need to go into a lab and stuff. So I was just like, oh shit. Like I was not prepared for that. I didn't realize it because going into Mexico, you didn't need anything. So it depends on the country you're going to. Like you may not need a COVID test or to be vaccinated going to a country, but coming back to, to get back to the U.S., you have to get a COVID test. And that's definitely the rules now. So I wish I was better prepared for that. But, you know, I made it bad. So we good. But again, when I was at the airport, I was a little queasy and stuff. And I'm assuming it's because of the tea, because all I had was like my sandwich and stuff and yeah, they were saying to stay away from like fruits and stuff like that. Like it's like a lot of tips and stuff like and caution tips in terms of like the water there. But um, yeah. So but if you're a foodie, Mexico City is definitely for you. I learned so much about the city. Like it, the fact that it's built on top of like a, like an ancient ruin or river or something like that. Like there's so much history there. And it's, it's so dope. Like, I definitely would love to go back. I know for sure that I'll eventually go back at one point in my life um, just to, like, you know, see all the things that I didn't see. You know, I feel like I know a little bit, you know, a little something because I've been there before. But, yeah, that's my experience in Mexico City. That's my first time traveling outside of the country. Like, people think I've been traveling all over because I've been to Hawaii and shit. But, like nah and like New York like nah I'm not I've never been out the country until then so I feel like that was a great first experience and again I feel like I chose Mexico City just because I feel like I, I would be a little bit more comfortable being from LA and even being out here in, in Houston where there's like a large Mexican population like you know I feel like I would just know a little something sign and then with my limited Spanish like I really thought my Spanish was a lot better like I thought I, I knew a lot more than I did <laughs> so uh Mexico City definitely did humble me 
But it was a really dope experience, and I would do it again. And I'm proud of myself for finally using that fucking password. Like, so shout out to me. Um, and now, like, you know, I got to keep the juices flowing. So where we going next? Like, where we going next, y'all? Thank y'all for listening to my, my story and my experience with traveling. I've been waiting to do this podcast because of all the fucking shit that's been going on with the shooting and stuff in Texas. So I was just like... I was going through the feels and I'm just like, you know, I tend to feel anger more than anything when shit like this happens because it's like, it's so preventable. So I had to kind of just like, you know, get back to me and like, you know, and then I wanted to just be respectful and give people their space and everyone to feel whatever they feel instead of trying to just spew out content. Like, you know, so that's what took me so long in with um, doing this, this podcast episode as well. But if you do follow me on social media, whether it be the avocado and honey and the smit or my personal one at underscore smangy, you'll definitely see some of the foods that I ate via my airbnb guest host i didn't take any photos because you know we don't take photos of the other fool i didn't take no photos but um you'll see some of the things that i got to see you'll see homie that was watching me at the park and just a lot of like the sightseeings and things i made like a cool little reel and uh, there's other photos and stuff there so if you're interested in you know seeing the visual of the shit that i was talking about in this episode feel free to check it out feel free to follow avocado and honey um, on all social media platforms at avocado and honey um, be sure to follow your girl at underscore samanji and um, i feel like i'm gonna put out another podcast episode within the next week or two talking about women and music because there's just so much dope music and women is just tearing the fucking game up and i want to talk about it so be on alert for that so make sure you're subscribed and everything be sure to be subscribed to my emailing list as well if you want to stay up to date um with me and all my journeys there thank y'all again for being on this journey with me i am so grateful for y'all i hope y'all having a great day and you know i hope y'all just you know enjoying y'all journey as well like shit is tough but like you know it's only gonna get better in terms of just like what the fuck is going on in the world and just know that i am always rooting for you but i'm gonna talk to y'all later Bye.